you, you know, Miles, I was playing, um, I was playing PSVR two today and, uh, huh? and, you know, and so after, after playing so much PSVR two, you know, I, I had to jump into PSVR one. God, it was so hard to get used to the move controllers after. Oh, Oh, are we, what are we live? Oh shit! Yeah, it's on. It's oh on, shit! It's on. I mean, I mean, PSVR two is not real. What's go- <laughs> What's going not, on? Man? How you out. doing? It's not. It's not out. It's not out yet. It was. Uh, we were doing that in dreams. It was a dream simulation of oh. uh, what PSVR two might look like. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, totally okay. agree. Totally what it was. How are you doing, Miles? What's going on over there? Good. Good. Just loving those dreams mods of PSVR two. Wicked. <laughs> really good. Really good. Absolutely. <laughs> Matthew Longo in the chat bringing everyone back down to earth. It's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's start the show. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and thank God it's Friday right here on PSVR Without Parole. Guys, don't forget, if you're watching this right now, and I don't mean later right now, like those people who watch this video after the fact with timestamps imported by Game Sci-Fi GameCat Henry, or, you know, all the people who are watching this without their eyes, using their ears, with a, on a podcast uploaded by Jamie Out to podcast services of your choice. I mean the people who are watching live right now here on YouTube, youtube.com slash without pro games with me, Brian Paul from this channel right here in this gentleman over here, all the way across the pond. It's Miles Dyer from Miles Dyer official. Yeah. Seems like only yesterday we were together. It, it's, it's a lot more quiet today. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> way fewer people talking at once. It's craziness. It, it was, it was very full on and obviously very difficult with different parts of the world and, and overlapping, but, the energy was amazing and it was an absolute joy to be joined by AJ and Wes and for such a special occasion uh, that we all enjoyed and so many game cats tuned in. The feedback has been amazing and yeah, um, it was a, it's definitely a, it was a special night to remember for sure. It was, I agree. Uh, and so we, and we thank all of you out there who joined us. Uh, if you didn't get to watch the show, it is up on YouTube for, for your viewing pleasure. Um, get to watch all of us react as our dreams were literally coming true in front of our faces. It was a beautiful moment um, that lasted way longer than we expected it to and was, I think, far more impressive than we expected it to be. Guys, please don't forget, if you love PlayStation VR games as much as we do, feel free to click that link in the description below. Join our Discord. Uh, that's where all the coolest cats hang out 24-7. Uh, that's where we find out about Sunday's multiplayer meetups, which apparently, this room, this room, this game, this Sunday... I don't know how my mom feels. Is Rec Room. Holy crap. Multiplayer meetup happening in Rec Room. That's amazing. And also, don't forget to hit us up on Patreon.com slash Without Pro Games. If you want your name scrolling across that Patreon, scroll down below. And I think it's broken, guys. I think the Patreon scroll is broken. Uh, yep. And I, I think that's where it is right there. So I will have that fixed for Monday. I promise. <laughs> uh, everything's broken all the time here. I love it so much. Miles. <laughs> Miles, how you doing, man? You doing okay? You, um, did you recover from yesterday's show okay? Yeah, I mean, it was a late one. I didn't go to sleep until 3.30 a.m. my time. But in the UK, because of the Queen of England, we actually have Thursday and Friday off for the Platinum Jubilee. She's well, been on the throne for 70 years. 
She has been queen uh, for 14 prime ministers. So she's been around. And um, yeah, the country's going absolutely nuts about it. I am not a fan of the royal family. I wouldn't take it away from people if you want to celebrate. You know, knock yourself out. That's amazing. I'm happy just, you know, chilling, uh, watching State of Play and uh, get my energy back. Um, But it's been really, really good. Um, As long as you get the days off, who cares what it's for? Well, that's why I said I'm a Republican, which in the UK means you don't believe in having a royal family. But if we're having a national holiday for it, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll have them. Yeah. yeah, and the last thing I want to do is bring politics into this show, especially American politics, which sounds wildly different. Uh, America, than, yeah, America, fuck yeah, <laughs> um, sounds wildly different than what you guys do over there in the UK. Uh, but but well, one day, man, like when when you have time, I'd love to sit down and and, and actually learn about uh, like what what politics are actually like over there, uh, because over here it's chaos, just fucking chaos we have our own beautiful chaos um but that's why it's always good so as i've been doing going into puzzling places the last couple of days that's just, amazing it's been honestly i kid you not it's been an, a wonderful way to relax and chill it's such a zen game and uh, i've just finished uh, a 400 piece puzzle uh today which took me literally just under three hours i completed it in two hours 59 minutes and 58 seconds uh and it was just the first one and uh really really enjoyed the game Uh, whether i'm gonna enjoy another 400 piece puzzle i'm yet to find out but yeah no that's been a lot of fun um but yeah i'm still buzzing from yesterday we're really at the precipice of uh an exciting and important new chapter in gaming history um I, i i think that you know this is what we're going to talk about today and what the future is, not just for PSVR 2 once it launches, but how the launch is going to happen. Um, but I just want to say huge love to all the people watching who have, you know, put so much positivity and great feedback the last 24 hours. Um, we read it all, and it really, really means a lot. And for people like Wes and myself, who are still rather new to the team, you know, we want to make sure we do you right. And um, the fact that we get such positivity about, you know, the conversations we have with Brian and AJ um it really means the world um so yeah well i'm I'm so glad the community has been so welcoming to you guys because i feel like uh it was about time we get some uh, a breath of fresh air over here on psvr without parole uh without parole is obviously you know focused on playstation vr and uh and and, and i and i think psvr is pretty much the opposite of pre- uh, breath of fresh air Right, so to being able to inject some new blood into the channel uh, and get some new perspectives on something that's kind of old and dusty uh, that like is people some people are losing interest in, uh, happened at just the right time, uh, you know, right before, uh, you know, the the, the chaos began and uh, and PSVR two got revealed. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, before we before we really get into the show, I wanted to I want to read off a couple of tips that came in, and the first one comes to us from. I got it right here. Emily Baxter, hashtag the cartoony witch game kitten. $2 says cartoony games suck. Weekend is now official. Uh, We know. We know. Serial killer, the forgetful game cat. With the $2 tip says of the hosts. And this could be a topic for the entire show. I think of the hosts, who is square circle, triangle and X. Wow. That is an amazing question. There's so much to read into here. Um, I know. Yeah, I think I'm triangle, though. I, I don't have any reasoning for that. I just think I'm triangle. I see myself as a triangle. Yep. 
I'm gonna have to think. Yeah, have a deep think. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Wes is X, AJ square. I'll be a circle. circle. Yeah, I'll be a circle. I put a All lot right. of thought into on the, that. I'm, I'm the cancel button. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I put I put two dollars of thought into that serial killer. Thank you yeah. so much. Uh, <laughs> Emily Baxter hashtag the cartoony witch game kit with a five dollar tip. Um, says on the th- on the throne for seventy years. <laughs> couldn't they just give her an enema? Whoa, whoa. Can't talk about the queen like that. Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> oh, see, sorry, and sorry, and sorry. Scott Jesco, PSN, Harry Pella, PSVR GameCap for Life, corrects me and says, it's it's the cross button, Brian. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Yeah, that is true. That yeah. is true. So sorry. Um, two final bits of housekeeping. Number one uh, of these two final bits is, uh, if you aren't watching live, um, do you know, post comments because Brian and I will always look at them afterwards and try and respond within the next 24 hours. Um, sometimes also you watch a live show, you're sort of taking it all in in real time. And then at the end, you might collect your thoughts and then come back with some additional ones. And, you know, we do love to read it. Uh, and secondly, this is what always happens every week. And it, it does happen a lot because yesterday we had like one in 10 people hit the like button out of like 78 uh, thousand people that tuned in which was just remarkable considering a lot of those will be new people that hadn't tuned in before um but last week i think we hit around 130 likes on the friday show there are 180 of you watching right now so today's target and it might sound conservative we're going to go for 130 likes we're already at 72 so if everyone right now can hit the like button and if we hit 130 likes we have a little surprise for you i have been busy in the world of rec room and uh, I can make a little announcement at the end if we hit 130. How does that sound, Brian? Does that sound good? That, sound, that, sounds, that sounds amazing, Miles. I, I, can't, I can't wait yes. to find out what the surprise is because, uh, because, because I have, as, as a person who hosts the show, I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. Um, exactly. And, and I, swear, I swear I'm going to stop talking about this hosts and, and, and sacred symbols uh, buttons uh, after I... <laughs> I read off Beard of Power 666 comments. Here, Brian, are you triangle because you like to be on top? Hmm. Hmm. Who's on bottom again? X? Was that Wes? I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this conversation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, who was square, says, uh, what was it? Square gets a lot of action. So <laughs> I just love, <laughs> I love I love that. That's what I've yeah. heard about Square for sure. Miles. Man, we got so much stuff to talk about, and and, and hopefully uh, we'll hit 130 likes so we can. Uh, do Dude, we are eight here. away already. It is shot up. This is like this oh, is wow. incredible energy, and we've we've got now almost 200 people tuning in live. Like the energy today is amazing. So yeah, if you just tuned in, hit that like button. Let's keep it going up. It really does help us with getting into the algorithm and getting out there and off the energy of yesterday. You know, we want this channel to succeed and really keep blowing up. So yeah, thank you for all the love. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right man well let's get the show started and uh and you keep me posted on those likes and we can uh and, and we can reveal at will uh but in the meantime man i think we need to talk a little bit about we're at 133 <laughs> all right well that it. was it <laughs> i guess i guess next week we have to set some better goals because <laughs> that was way but that's amazing though because this was literally what we hit at the end of the live show last week so the fact we've hit it already is phenomenal i mean <laughs> are, we, are we waiting till the end of the show to do the reveal 
What do we think, guys? Should we should we just should we talk about it now or should we do it at the end? No, let's do it at the end because it is it's gonna involve something that we are gonna do after this live show. Okay. So stick around, guys, because in just under an hour's time, we might all get to meet up in VR. So yeah, wait and see. Nice. <laughs> Matthew Longo called me a power bottom. I don't I don't think that's terminology that straight people use, Matthew Longo. Um so it's, it's good it's good to know. Uh where my allies are. All right, man. Let's talk about yesterday's state of play. This is uh, this was this was we we sort of set our expectations a little bit on the low side, even though we uh, we talked quite a bit about different uh, different possibilities, different different dream scenarios, different whatever. And then we sort of said at the same time, hey, uh, you know, but let's keep our expectations in check. This is the this is Sony just cracking the door open. We're gonna take a little peek inside of PSVR two uh, and see. They even used the terminology sneak peek at uh, several upcoming PSVR 2 games in development and uh and they basically gave us five and I would say I would almost call you know one or two of these extended looks uh, especially when you pair it with the PlayStation blog posts uh so they came out swinging with Resident Evil 4 in eight minutes in just eight eight minutes minutes, it was yeah it was action-packed yeah because we were saying yesterday that you know it wasn't 10 it wasn't 15 but that's because normally the state of plays feel a lot there's a lot of padding yeah for what we got in eight minutes that was a free course meal, man. Like it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. And uh, actually, let's, let's, Bogey Cat Productions with the five quid says, "Would it be too much to hope for a first-person Resident Evil One remake in VR? That would be the scariest yet." Yeah, I mean, as much as I think that would be great, I think I think we need to maybe I think we we need to look at. Uh, the most likely candidates uh, for that that'll be happening. You know, they, they announced Resident Evil Four. Uh, we'll have some kind of PSVR two content. We're, we're waiting for clarification on that. Find out exactly what that means. Whether we'll be able to play the full game in VR, which a lot of people do seem to seem to think that's the case, uh, or if it's just going to be a VR mode, we'll find out. Uh, and uh, and then of course Resident Evil Village. We talk about Resident Evil two and three, which have like you know brand new uh, rendered environments and, and characters and everything else uh, from just last gen. So I could easily see all these getting uh, PSVR two versions. Um, Resident Evil one would have to, I think, would have to have a whole new, a whole another remake from the GameCube and, and PS four versions. But, woof, man, hey, the tips are coming in real quick here. Uh, let me say, Emily Baxter hashtag the cartooning which GameCat when the two dollar tip says groveling. Four likes. You're just like Amber Heard. Wow. Oh, topical. Ow. Wow. Spicy. Spicy take. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hashtag. Uh, I, I don't even know what the hashtags they are. They use are. So let's go with Darth Vader, the game cap with the $20 tip. Says, despite my love for Lady D, I cannot wait for how VRAF RE8 will be on PSVR 2. Brian, I cannot wait for your 20-hour live stream for the game. I'll do it. I, I, I don't know if it'll be all in one 20-hour stream. But I'm absolutely going to stream every single minute of me playing that game because I think it's going to be monumental. It's going to be amazing. It still hasn't sunk in that I'm going to be able to play it in VR. Like it's even though we saw it, it looks amazing. It's just like, oh man, it's going to be just incredible. Um, Going through the cornfields in VR. Oh man, dude, it's going to be so good. (laughs) It's dude. It's 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 seeing Call of the Mountain yesterday and seeing Village. really were it did feel like am i dreaming like am i gonna wake up and be like oh man this is just what i wanted i i didn't this isn't because we we very seldom in life get what we get what we ask for or get what we want um and and so when, when we're watching this presentation and not only was playstation vr the the forefront the focus of the show for the first eight minutes uh 
they were games that we really, really wanted to play in VR too. Uh, so it, it, it almost, it almost felt surreal. I know that you and I were talking before the show that like, we were just trying to process it. Like we weren't even reacting as if it was real. We were just kind of like dumbfounded staring at the screen. Uh, so we were trying to do a live reaction show and you and I weren't even reacting. We're just like, right. It's it too much to process. It's craziness. Yeah. And there's been, and there's been a lot of conversation and this is sort of getting to the next part of, of, of this show, which is, you know, we look at the state of play and what they did and I was, you know, satisfied with what we got. Um, I don't think we, and we spoke about what, you know, what were we disappointed by, you know, about expectations. And we agreed that there were different types of expectations. So expectations of how much they were going to show in terms of length. Okay. We, we came under that. It was eight minutes, mm-hmm. uh, expectations in terms of the amount of titles. Yeah. We probably would have liked to have seen one or two more. Um, although I was very happy with it, but expectations in terms of the depth of the quality of games we were seeing, that was, you know, far superior, but one thing I definitely got wrong in terms of my own um, expectations of positioning for Sony was in terms of, you know, what was the objective of yesterday's state of play? Because we've always been talking about the fact that us watching right now, uh, all the GameCats watching, you and I, Brian, we are PSVR, you know, owners. We are going to be getting PSVR too. And... I've not been feeling the hype for PSVR 2, only the expectation and like excitement of like, when are they going to tell us? When are we going to finally get our hands on it? But yesterday really filled me up with a sense of excitement now that there was something tangible to look forward to, which was really, really great. But yesterday's state of play, and I think as we start, you, you, you're going to have examples of like some of the feedback in some of the other streams, is there was a lot of you know negativity in people that didn't really dig it. I was expecting that, you know, Sony's objective was going to be forget the PSVR owners. They're already on our side. We need to now reach further afield. But I think I miscalled that because clearly what I feel yesterday's state of play was energize the base. We first, before we even reach out far and wide, we need to actually engage with those that have been, you know, PSVR supporters up to now. This is what you can expect. You enjoyed RE7? Here you go. You like Horizon uh, Forbidden West? Here's a VR version of that game. And I do think that they achieved that, in my opinion. Um, looking at a lot of the top um, you know, journalists from other channels, um, Jonathan uh, Formbrush from uh, IGN and that, yeah. they were all saying, like, is this the... Um, I, I think this might be the best state of play we've ever seen. Um, and that's really, really good. And without jumping too far ahead, because we'll get to this later in the conversation, I think it does come to the other thing that I've always said, which is the next stage, which will be the September event, is when they will then take it up another notch with first party, more first party titles, the hybrid and doing the thing that you and I dream about, Brian, of look at all these new games and it's going to be available in VR, Um, you know. Yeah, it's it's funny because I I 100% agree with you and disagree with you simultaneously about about who the audience for yesterday's show was. I, I was a little confused myself because I I was thinking if they want to really get all the PlayStation or or just gamers in general on board, they need to talk hybrid games. They need to say, yes. "You love Grand yeah. Theft Auto, you love Grand Turismo 7, you love these games and blah 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 whatever, right?" And and show some kind of seamless transition into 
uh, you know, with, especially with Grand Theft Auto, I think Grand Theft Auto is the best example where they say they show you running around third person and, and, and just shooting people, whatever. And then they say, but let's show you what we what this means to play in with PSVR two. And they do this some kind some kind of transition into first person. They show the guns in your hands. And uh, you know, again, I, I love I love talking about this because I I need this in life. Yeah. Driving with one hand, steering the steering the car yeah. in first person and then shooting out the window, doing drive bys in Grand Theft Auto and, and explaining to people this is what it means to play to, what a hybrid game means. Yeah. And since they didn't do that yesterday, I was like that's they're not they're not addressing uh you know the gamers in general they're just they're just speaking to vr gamers the one reason i disagree with uh you and myself apparently (laughs) is because they spend a lot of time showing horizon and i think playstation fans not playstation vr fans playstation fans fucking love horizon it's one of their biggest ips it's one of their most successful ips and the fact that they spend so much time and the fact that they're committing to to a first party ip and bringing a not a hybrid game an exclusive game you have to buy a playstation vr2 headset if you want to play this game i think that's what that that's like the first step into talking to the the larger audience is saying hey horizon fans you, you if you want to play this there's only one way to do it and you need to buy our headset Okay, so to bounce back on that, I, I completely agree with you. And it is like, do you know what? I feel like the Horizon thing, even though it was like one quarter of everything we saw, is like the anomaly because it's also, that was a first-party game, and I believe first-party ga- titles are going to be in this September thing. Yeah. So I do think the Horizon is a great example. So, yeah, no, I totally accept that completely. Um, Nafi in the chat just wrote, isn't uh, Res 8 a hybrid title? Um, it is. Um, yeah. But what I'm thinking about for September is... I think there's going to be um, there's going to be new reveals. Um, like when, when I think of hybrid, I think of like new games that have been built with VR from the get go. Which again, you could argue RE8 was done that way. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, look, there, there's no clear cut between what has happened yesterday and what the future is. Like I think there is some overlap, well, but in terms of the overall strategy yesterday, I think it was to reinvigorate the base before then going further. And I think that will only happen. I think, yes, Horizon will achieve that, but I think it's with ad- additional games because, and we're going to jump a lot with this conversation here, and I know that you, you want to jump in with St. Brian, but the last thing I'd say on this is that when we hear Jim Ryan talking about 20 major PSVR 2 launch titles, yeah. I I would not be surprised if more than half of them were hybrid VR games on PS5 games that have already come out or are, you know, upgrades from PS4 games like No Man's Sky. But you know what? Because the head, the, the hardware is going to be so amazing, I'm going to be totally great, you know, happy with that. I think that's really, really exciting. But I think we've still got more to come, GT7 being an obvious one. Right. Yeah, the, the only thing I wanted to clarify is that I do, I do actually think that Village is probably a very good example of a hybrid game. But, yes. but but without showing it the way that I kind of described and, and actually get so, somebody on stage. So I think they need to start using terminology like hybrid games. And, and because the PlayStation blog, I think, did a great job of explaining the difference between Resident Evil Village on a flat screen and the Resident Evil Village when you play on PSVR 2. The PlayStation blog post went into some details that I would expect to see in a stage presentation being like, you know, you have this in one hand, you have this in the other hand and blah, blah, blah. And this is how it works. And you pick things up instead of clicking buttons. And it just 
they 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 explained it really well, but to not have that explanation as part of the state of play is is sort of where I was at because I do think of it as a, as a hybrid game, but I don't think they sort of went far enough to explain to people what that means. the The blog post was great. I think the blog post explained exactly what I wanted to see in the state of play, and I and I hope hopefully somebody on a stage will start t- saying these things because no one reads the blog posts. <laughs> so yeah. Um. But anyway, so so do you think? Uh, do you think yesterday's state of play was successful? I mean, and, and when I say successful, obviously our community loved it. We loved it. You know, do you, do you think, do you, do you think that they did a good job, uh, of, as a first step of getting the message out? I do. Uh, this idea that they could have done more, of course they could have always done more and there are going to be people that still aren't completely happy, but look, let's just go with the fact that we think PSVR two isn't going to be coming out until quarter one, 2023. We've got six months. That's a long time. And to show this much as the first real, you know, I know we had this like, you know, Horizon Call of the Mountain thing shown before, which was a two minute video with actually only like 10 seconds of footage. But, um, you know, this was the first, you know, starting pistol, in my opinion. And I think there's just going to be so, so much more to show uh, as, as, as we approach the launch of it. So, yeah, for me, I thought it was fantastic. And the, the fact that as a state of play overall, including all the flat screen stuff, I I loved it all. Even the indie games that, you know, perhaps I'm not going to play, but it felt great. Because I was mentioning yesterday that normally when you're expecting some big reveals and they're showing all this indie stuff <laughs> in the beginning, yeah. you're not appreciating it because you're like, okay, yeah, 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 but I want what, what are the big games? The fact they came out of the gate with an RE4. And by the way, let's not forget, RE4 has already been announced in VR for Oculus, or, or now it's called Meta. Right. You know, they're banging on about it. Like, whatever the deal was with Capcom, you know, they probably haven't broken the deal <laughs> with, with with Meta. Because they're like, no, no, you do have exclusive rights, for example, to that version of RE4. <laughs> right. But we just went off behind your back with PlayStation and remade a phenomenally beautiful, well, I say beautiful, gory-looking uh you know next gen version of re4 and they're going to get their own vr version you know uh, potentially you know we don't know what the exact details are but i thought that was quite interesting as well which makes me also curious to know what's going to happen with the ghostbusters game uh with end dreams yeah Yeah. owned by sony pictures (laughs) you know (laughs) so many questions right so many questions i think that's sort of like what we want to start answering today on today's show because it's like there, there, there's so many games that have come out for or are coming out for Quest 2 uh, that, you know, although aren't going to blow anybody away uh, from at least a presentation standpoint, we, we're going to want to be able to play at some point on PlayStation VR 2. Maybe they can get upgrades, maybe they can, whatever. Like, you know, when are those games coming? Are those games coming? Uh, we What was shown yesterday was five, you know, five, I would say five major games. And... Jim Ryan talked about 20 major games at launch. What are those, right? Like, like could, could all of the games that we're uh, theorizing about actually be the 20 major launch games? Because we've been talking about all the possibilities for so long. What if it's all of them? So there, there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered after we read some tips. First one comes from Joey Batch 33 with the $15 tip. Says, here's some PSBR2 pre-order funds. My cat, Mr. Miyagi... Mr. Miyagi, which is such a great name, wanted to give you, uh, named him after the Karate Kid movies. If anybody didn't figure out that Mr. Miyagi was named after the Karate Kid movies, 
I'm so sorry. Uh, Toby the Game Dingo with the $10 tip says, had to watch after the stream, but you guys had an amazing show last night. Loved every second. Let's see God of War. I'm sorry. Let's see God of Mischief VR at the God of War State of Play. God of Mischief VR. Uh, thank you, Toby. Uh, we got Wally is now a GameCat, specifically a White Tiger, in response to my, uh, my hybrid speech. The Canadian $2 tip says, I think what you're asking for, Brian, is a showcase. And I think that's what we're all asking for. We, it's going to be very interesting to see um, how Sony starts uh, doling out more information moving forward. If everything I've been saying is right, we still have nine months, maybe less than nine months, roughly nine months until the headset comes out. So that's a lot of time to fill. And I think, I think most of that time that's going to be filled with content from Sony and promotional materials and, and events and, and state of plays revealing more gameplay, that's all... That's all really going to be done before pre-orders go live, and I think it's safe to assume pre-orders will go live in what October, if we want if we want to get people's money for for the holidays. Is that fair? Yeah. You think? Yeah, no, I think so. It was only depends four months if it's away. Going to be just before, yeah, I know. It depends if it's going to be just before Christmas or because you know uh, the PlayStation Five was announced at State of Play, and then I think pre-orders went live. Was it a month later? I can't remember. No, no, no. They went. I think the pre-orders went straight away, but then you know it, it, the actual console came out a month later. So it wouldn't surprise me if they they release pre-orders um, at the state of play. Sorry, not state of play showcase. That would be pretty cool. <sighs> yeah, very very interesting. Um, and and you know there there is there's a strange. When, when we when we talk about our, our you know did yesterday's showcase do what it needed to do did it convince people that PSVR two was amazing did it convince people that they needed a PSVR two or that was actually next gen VR there's one of the questions or one of the responses I never expected to see from the community and, and this is not on our runner show uh, but Barum Erdem commented he said what's your opinion on the floating hands syndrome do you, have you seen all these comments there's been so many comments about people going. Oh man, I'm so sick of floating hands in VR. Like why PSVR oh, I see. can't without, render without arms. arms? Yeah, it's like they want full body IK. Uh, do you have an? Do you have a stance on floating hands in VR games? Um, I I just think of like you know Firewall Zero Hour that has you know arms and it works because you're kind of using an aim control and stuff like that and it it's it, it is weird <laughs> like um but I'm trying to think of examples where it is done well. I. I like the floating hands because it simplifies until they have arm tracking, you know, <laughs> like I think it's fine. I think floating hands are fine. Um, I, I understand, but it's not like a massive deal. Yeah. yeah. For anyone who says it kills the immersion, that that's where I, that's where I sort of go. Really? That that's, that that's the thing that, you know, pulls you out of the game. Uh, I don't think about it. What, what, my problem is well, that we haven't seen arms done terribly well very frequently. Sometimes it, it works and it works great, but but when it doesn't work, it really pulls you out of the immersion. Sirens on my end. Like sometimes I played games where my shoulders are like here, right, and and my arms are coming like out of my. And so when they screw it up, when it's not perfect, because everyone has a, bo- a different body structure, right? It, so so I think it's way harder. Uh, and it's way easier to kill the immersion if you accidentally screw up the IK. So I, in, for for those reasons, I'd much rather have floating hands uh, than some weird arms that don't look like my arms or or, or or arms that are coming out of shoulders where my shoulders aren't. 
Uh, that's the only reason I prefer it because I've seen it screwed up too many times. Yeah, I think of Creed uh, fighting with boxing, and everyone comes up to the boxing <laughs> ring like this. <laughs> T Rex boxing, it's so good. But um, yeah. yeah, I think in a weird way, it's like uh, Navy again in the chat. Another great point was saying that um, you know people that. Um, you know, it just shows that VR is reaching the mainstream gamers who've never tried VR before. Because it makes sense, oh, floating hands, yeah, that's going to kill immersion. But it's like, but when you're in it, it would actually kill immersion more if you actually saw what the arms look like until they're actually tracked, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's All right, a funny we, one. We get a tip from uh, Professor Lilith, the $5 tip says, thanks to Miles Dyer and Serial Killer taking up the slack. This week's Sunday multiplayer is Rec Room. Uh, play a great underrated game this Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Yes, don't forget, if you want to join in the multiplayer uh, mul- Sunday multiplayer meetups, just join our Discord server. Click the link in the description below. Uh, totally free to join, and uh, and that's where all of these things get organized. Uh, that way, you'll be able to know where to be, how to get there, who to, who, who to, who to uh, party up with, whatever the deal is. Um, so very I'm curious to see what guy, what you guys are going to play in Rec Room because there's just so many cool things to play in there. Uh, some of those quests are amazing. I love the quests. Uh, so yeah, Rec-, Rec Room is a game that I've always loved, but there's one component of it which I know puts people off, which is screaming kids telling you to go F yourself. Um, so <laughs> who are you going for, Brian? What's that? Tornado I was asking love, who you were going tor- for. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got to chase the elastic band. Like, that's she'll amazing. stare at me until I shoot it across the room. And so that, that's what she was doing. She was sitting right off camera and, like, just bugging the shit out of me into, with, with an elastic band waiting for me to shoot it. And then she goes, darting across the room, she knocks everything <laughs> over in her path. Like, everything that, that's in the way is just on the floor now. Uh, and now she's already back wanting me to shoot it again. <laughs> yeah. I also want to say to Professor Lilith, just another fine example of great community members. Like whether you're just people that watch the live show or you engage in discord or support on Patreon, this is all, you're all different pieces of the puzzle of like the community that fuels this. And yeah, we just love you for it. So like, thank you for week on week out, just constantly um, rallying the game cats of uh, what to do for Sunday games. I definitely should be more involved in it. Um, It's at a good time, even for people who are in Europe. So yeah, appreciate that. Um, so yeah, in terms of state of play, Brian, I mean, looking ahead about what the next steps need to be, there are still a lot of overarching questions, right? There's questions about like what other titles are going to be for launch. It's also about, you know, what the price is, even what the, 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 the launch date is going to be. Um, I thought we'd get a sense of the launch window, uh, yesterday. And although there is things you can look into with, you know, particular announcements with games. Like Saints, you know, and, Saints Sinners. and Sinners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2023. Yep. Yeah. But, um, a lot, of, a lot of people thought a lot of people didn't, didn't get all the details on that one. And they saw 2022 because there was a PlayStation five or PSVR two logo or something on those lines on the same page. It's 2022. Uh, and so everybody immediately was like, it must be coming out. PSVR two must be coming out in 2022. Uh, and then, you know, we, we find out that the PSDR2 version is coming out in 2023, which I think tells us everything we need to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. But pricing, and it's not just even the pricing for the headset. We, we were talking again yesterday about, like, what can we see as the pricing for VR games? And I think that there is going to become this, this, this closing of the gap between VR games and full games just because 
the hybrid thing for sure, but also just the quality of the VR games um, are getting to a point now where, and I do feel sorry for a lot of the indie developers that have been the fuel for PSVR, but the truth is there is going to be a lot of, you know, big hitters coming into the space as well. Um, but Sony has always been brilliant with giving space for indie developers from the PS1 days mm-hmm. uh, all the way to the PS5 days. They still showcase indie games, and I think that's amazing and something we should really um, pay respects to and hope that that continues. And I think that will always remain the case also in in, in the VR space as well. There's always going to be a need for VR because um, indie, indie developers in VR because indies often do things and take risks that bigger companies won't take. And I think that the sort of the quirky new mechanics and ideas like Stanley's parable, for example, you know, a game that I would love to experience in VR, like that is something that could have only have come really from a, uh, an indie developer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what else comes from the indie community, um, and, and small dev community for, for PSVR too. Yeah, I mean, if the, if there's any India developers out there that that saw yesterday's showcase and were like, "Oh shit!" Like, how the fuck are we going to compete next gen? Like, things look beautiful. I, I, I think I think the easy answer is like, if you're sorry, something crazy is happening just over there. I don't know what it is, but really... just over there outside my door. Um, if you're an indie developer, like you just got to, I think, just be careful what games you're making, right? Because if if you're if you're making games. Uh, like if you're if you're doing a first person shooter, then I would say watch out because it sounds like Call of Duty Modern Warfare is about to be announced for PlayStation VR two. Uh, and so if that's the case, it's like whoa, you might not be able to compete in that space. But there are plenty of other genres. There's plenty of other games uh, that aren't being addressed. So I'd say like maybe go for some genre or, or or give it or give that genre a unique spin that that the AAA devs aren't going to be looking at. Do do something that fans have been asking for, but they, but they haven't been getting. Um, you know that's how Alvo snuck in when Firewall uh, was, was, was the king of the hill and, and still kind of king of the hill, but it's, you know, but Alvo was able to deliver on game modes that, that firewall wasn't and get and deliver the fast paced action that firewall wasn't. And so I, I think that's sort of the way forward for Indies is like, yeah, maybe you won't be able to compete on a graphical level. Um, but, or, or, or maybe even like length of game or whatever, but, but there are in Indies have always been known for innovation. And I think as long as they, the innovative Indies will continue to thrive, uh, Whereas, you know, while, while right alongside the, the AAA of PSVR 2 developers. And I think that's really important because we didn't, we, we survived on indie games last gen, right? I was like 20, 19 out of 20 games that we were played, we played were, were very indie, you know, like then we had some single A and occasional AAA stuff speckled in, uh, but they were few and few and far between. Uh, so we're going to need indies. We're gonna need indies this time around too, just for different reasons, just for innovation, not 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 for something to play, just for innovation. I've just um, sent you a link, Brian, in, in Discord um, of a, sh- a short one minute video. I don't know if you're able to download it and put it on screen. Um, if it's not possible, don't worry about it. But um, there was um, a game called Bright Memory, um, and the reason I bring this up is for anyone that's not seen this uh, trailer before. I mean, the game is out now. I don't know actually how well received it was. But when we're talking about indie developers, we live at a time now where the gap between AAA companies and what indies can do is closing. And it's not closing in a way that AAAs are getting worse. It's the quality of games that can be produced by 
individuals is amazing. And so the reason I bring up Bright Memory, which was done for Xbox, when this footage came out, this was created by a de- <laughs> an indie team of one person. One person created this entire title and it looks absolutely phenomenal. And when we look at what Unreal is doing with the Unreal 5 engine and all the tools they're giving, there's, um, I think they say, don't they? Uh, I, I don't want to be misquoted or, or, or misquote what the, the reality was, but um, I think they say something along the lines of that if you use Unreal 5, the first million dollars that you make on a game, it might be less than that. You don't have to pay any like fee to Unreal 5 on, and then afterwards you do. So they're really trying to bring people into the fold and say get creative you know you look at what people have been able to do in dreams you know even on rec room all of these like game engines uh, game engines within games um we are living in exciting times where individuals who do have the time and the the um imagination can create absolutely brilliant things so um yeah bright memory infinite is just something i do remember from i think it was in it was about a year ago and there was this like one minute video um that is just looks phenomenal and when you find out it was designed by one person it's crazy um it's just which you can see on screen now with the rain effects and the water um and there's a bit where he drives in a car like oh someone's just mentioned in the chat so a hundred thousand dollar limit so you know that's a really great way of you know and when and when you think of like indie developers like a single person a hundred thousand dollars is a lot you know and it's not to say that you know people should become indie developers obviously working in teams and that um but it, it is just an exciting time the fact that individual people with an idea and I always think about um Anna Ribeiro uh, who founded or, or worked on Pixel Ripped um you know her story is incredibly inspiring which was. You know, she worked in a job in legal in Brazil and one day, uh, one night had a dream about this game of this female protagonist. And what did she do? (laughs) She quit a job. She came to England, studied game development and in the two years developed this game, which then went on to win awards. And it's like the fact that there are people in this world that have that opportunity with you know game engines and 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 you know being able to teach yourself on youtube tutorials and things like that um i I think the future is incredibly bright we don't just have to rely on triple a's and actually the pressure and the brilliance of indie developers and small dev communities puts the pressure on triple a's to up their game as well um so yeah just really really exciting and it doesn't just have to be now with flat screen games as we see with dreams having um vr functionality and when we see aj saying have you seen this that this person's made and this person's made it it never ceases to amaze me agreed agreed uh miles before we have to change the name of the show and 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 i go in and have to edit the thumbnail because we didn't cover the topic uh that we set out to cover this which is always the case welcome to psvr gamescast live everybody uh this is just kind of how it goes um we definitely have loosened uh loosened our reign on the set topics that we have planned and if we're going down a path, we just kind of go down that path. Uh, and you guys can certainly alter that path sometimes just like Mark Pringlesleaf did, uh, with a five quid tip. Since I feel like games with an already established character, I feel games with an already established character in them. The VR game should be a completely separate game like they've done with horizon. I like that. 
I like that. Uh, and I think that actually worked well, even with Resident Evil 7, which wasn't, you know, specifically a VR game. But they but they really gave the main character, like, not a ton of personality and not a lot of lines to say and, and, and things that, like, just weren't... Yeah, I, I, I feel like... Uh, I, feel, I feel like if I had to be Aloy in Horizon, then they would have had to give her a lot of lines and, and it would be a character that's already established. And I would be like, I don't know if I'm... I, I, I am this person, you know? It'd be, I think it'd be harder for me to... Uh, become a uh, become this character that has already been very well established. I, I, I agree with you, Mark. Uh, I'm now to- being corrected on the correction. It is one million dollars for the Unreal thing, <laughs> so I was right. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that's taken care of. Um, we also get Grizzly Bear King with the ten dollars tip. Says, "Can you explain the floaty hands in VR? What games insist? Why games insist on having it? It slightly takes out the immersion. Why not whole arms? I'm sure there's a reason. I just don't know it. Thanks for all you do." Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just going to go with. I think it's really difficult to figure out where people's shoulders are, and 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 very frequently the 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 IK doesn't quite work. Even even in games where it it should be perfect, it, it, there's no way in hell it's perfect for everybody, right? For a lot of people, they they've got to go with some kind of average and say, well, most people are about this size, and then somebody who's really small plays the game and goes, what? You know, this this doesn't work for me at all. My arms are way out here when my real arms are way in here and vice versa. Um, I think I think IK has still a long way to go. Uh, I don't know if you've got anything to add on that, Miles. Why? why we no, that's absolutely games. right. And, and also, if you if your dog's playing, their their arms are as long as their legs. So you've got to take that into consideration as well. I knew you were going to have a valid viewpoint on this. <laughs> Well, right. nothing but valid viewpoints. But to, to, just to be honest, the, the yeah. topic we're talking about, we haven't really derailed from because <laughs> it is about what is next for PSVR two, <laughs> and we've we've covered we've 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 edged on like the showcase coming up and the things that we're expecting and like what the quality of games are for it. But like in terms of the next stage of where Sony are going to be announcing stuff, what do you feel? Because for me, I've always said. It's going to be September. I think that there might be some things in the in these uh, summer summer of gaming or whatever it's called, um, but I think that it's just going to be massive for the showcase. They're going to show lots of great first party titles. They're going to say, and these are available in VR, and here is the hardware. This is what it can do. They're going to do like actual demonstrations, maybe not with someone actually wearing it, but like doing a talking through a game, saying this is what you can feel when you're playing the game. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think I think you're spot on with September. I think September is the time to reveal the price, uh, the release date and say pre-orders are live right now, uh, because that I feel like that gives them uh, three months to, you know, to, 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 be, to participate in all these different events that are happening, whether it be the future game show or the, or the summer gaming fest or, or, or whatever. Right possibly do their own state of plays or their own gameplay uh, reveals of, hey, here's the first five minutes of Horizon Call of the Mountain, or here's some more gameplay footage of this game, or let third parties show off their PSVR 2 projects. And so you're able to build this hype, build this hype, build this hype over the next three and a half months or so. And then when it's we're close enough to Q1 2023, where it doesn't seem that far away, and all this hype has been built, everyone's like, I definitely want this thing. Then you say... Then you kind of break it out and say, okay, guys, so it's going to be Q1 2023. It's only like six months away, uh, and, uh, and pre-orders are live now, and it's going to be $400. I, I think September is the perfect time to do that. And then th- that also gives them the chance to build up hype before pre-orders go live. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds that sounds pretty spot on. Um, How do you feel oh, about four hundred dollars? Is it too too much? Too little? So yeah, so when we always have the conversation, I always mention that like the UK pricing is a good way of calculating like the bottom rung of pricing. And what I mean by that is, you know, you could say four hundred dollars, three fifty. Some people go, could we get it down to three hundred? Absolutely not, because if it's three hundred dollars in the UK, that's going to be two hundred and fifty pounds. There's no way next gen VR is going to be two hundred and fifty pounds. It's going to be over three hundred pounds. And actually, let me do the conversions now. Uh, £300 in dollars is... Wow. Wow. It's a th- So £300 is $374. Um, so, yeah, I think... I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be 400 or $399, probably. Um, I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 tough to say, man. Like it, it comes with that that the, the hand controls though, which normally you'd have to buy separately. So, uh, and what if they do say every headset comes with Horizon Call of the Mountain? What if they they do that? Like that is just it comes with it to justify the price of like you buy it and it's going to come with this absolutely astonishing game. Yeah, I mean it's you know? it's totally possible. Uh, it's 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 also one of those things where I think though where like remember the n64 like didn't come with mario 64 and it was the first time a nintendo system launched without the mario game and you're like what the hell but it's like smart business move nintendo you know that everybody's gonna also buy mario 64 although they only launched with like three launch titles so i guess that was a pretty different time um but i do think i do think that most people are gonna buy horizon i think if you're interested in buying playstation vr2 most people are also gonna buy horizon and i think that they're probably more interested in keeping the price down than making it seem worth it. Right. And so if somehow they can say, Oh, we can sell this at like $349 or $300 and you have to buy horizon separately. Sorry. Sorry. Lots of sirens on my end. I I think that their Sony's best interest is to keep the headset price as low as it can, instead of having to justify the price by throwing in a different game, you know? Um, also, how do we feel about it comparing to the price of the PlayStation 5? So I was just looking up again now. Yeah. So when, when the PS5 was announced uh, on 16th of September 2020, the company set the price of the PS5 Digital Edition. It was at £360 and $400. So can it be over $400? Like, I mean, it could be, but the, the idea that the... The VR headset is more expensive than the console it's running on. Do we feel that they could? I mean, it it is possible, but is would that be a weird thing for it to cost more than the console itself? I I, I think it would get a lot of. There'd be some pushback uh, because of the price, and whether it whether whether the pushback comes from it being more expensive than the console itself, or the pushback coming from this is just too fucking much money to spend. Either way, I, I get it. Right, and and I don't think that they would cost. I don't think it would cost more than the console. And honestly, when we say four hundred dollars seems like a reasonable price, I I kind of think that Sony would like it to be closer to three hundred. Uh, I think they want to charge as little as possible. And uh, and and they they didn't take a loss on PSVR one. They sold it at profit from at a profit from day one. But I feel like their commitment to PSVR two is kind of through the roof in a way that it wasn't with PSVR one. And so they may need to take a slight loss, especially knowing the attach rate that PSVR 1 came with. Everyone who bought a PlayStation VR 1 headset bought, like, the attach rate was something crazy, like 13 games or something. It was it was 
mind blowing. It was way higher than any console had ever been. Um, so if they know that VR gamers love to buy games for it and they're going to make a lot of money on the games and make back their money from the headset, it's possible. I don't, it won't be more than 400, but it could be as low as 300 if they decide to go that route. How much does the quest two currently cost in the U S how much does what currently cost in the U S the, the, the quest two is it, is it $300? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's 300. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's it, well, we're matching in terms of numbers. So in the UK, it's two nine nine, so more expensive for us, but it's it's under that three hundred mark. It's two, um, there's two models too. That's what's throwing me off. I can't remember which one's which. Oh, yeah, it's um, it's yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to know how they could play it. I mean, all I do remember is how the PS five actually, with all the speculation, we were there was all speculation in the lead up to the PS five being like five hundred dollars. Um, you know, and then, and going, it could be a bit more actually with all the tech in it. And then there was the whole like thing about who's going to blink first, Xbox or PlayStation. And supposedly there was a lot of internal conversation that as soon as Xbox showed their hand with the Xbox Series S, PlayStation did tweak accordingly, uh, for, for the price that they went with. Xbox obviously isn't going to be a player in the VR space. Do we think that the Quest 2? Is going to be a factor for Sony. Um, are they going to look at that two nine nine? The Quest Three thing and right? say, "Oh yeah, is, right. is is a Quest Three actually been? Uh, it hasn't been announced yet. <laughs> no, but, but no. You, you've got to figure that. You've got to figure. No, that. there will be, yeah, but it, it won't be out. But it won't be out at quarter one of next year. They, they or could they turn it around that quick? I don't know. Uh, lots of lots of questions in, mm. in cambria doesn't yeah. seem to be the answer uh so whether it be mm. a quest 2 pro or quest 3 that you know for actual gamers because cambria doesn't seem to be a, a, you know focused on games uh that 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 may play into it uh but you know but at, at the same time like we talked about at the beginning of the show I, I don't think sony cares too much about the current vr user base uh, they, 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 I'm sure are very hopeful that they come along for the ride and come join the PSVR two party. But I, I, I think that they really do want, they want to focus on this bigger audience, this, this bigger, uh, flat screen audience that, you know, the, the hundreds of millions of people out there playing games. Of course you want to focus on those people rather than the, than the currently six or 7 million people playing VR games. It's really not a lot of people. It's, you know, if, if it was any other, uh, if it was any other game console, VR in general as a whole would be considered a massive failure, but VR is a new tech, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm mindful that we've got some tips to read out, but first I just wanted to say that, you know, um, for the launch of the PSVR 2 and the pricing, mm. it's kind of like there's something at play here which hasn't been at play before, which is that Sony have now got these three tiers of PlayStation Plus. You know, um, this is going to be the, the, the sort of the service is where they feel there's going to be a really great revenue stream. So maybe they do go for a two nine nine. I think it's going to be two nine nine or three nine nine, and some people might think that's a cop out because that's quite a big difference. But I don't think it's going to be any higher than three nine nine because once they've got people in, they could really and 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 if the pricing of VR games is going to go up because of the quality, you know that is where they make their money. And once people start experiencing VR. You know, I remember when I first got VR, I thought this is a great new way of experiencing games. Is it how I'm going to always experience games? 
And, you know, it's taken me time, but as every year has gone by, um, I'm just like, no, I want more and more to be done in VR. And that's just because the nature of VR, you have to put time aside to create the space, put the headset on, as opposed to just sit on your couch and turn the TV on. But the more you do it, I remember the first time I put on the VR headset, it was like a really complicated process of like, how do you tighten this? And how do I get it right? And you had to really think about it for the first several times. But now it's just so second nature. It's so easy to to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is also a part of the culture of, you know, some people, they'll get VR and they realize, oh, I might have to change my living room space to, to, to make it, you know, work for this. Yeah. But then once they've done it, you know, there's a, there's a much bigger change that needs to happen with culture, with gaming for VR. And um, I think that if Sony are playing the long game, the question is what are going to be the barriers to entry? And the first thing is going to be price. And secondly, it's going to be the types of games. And that's why the hybrid games are going to be so important. If they nail those two things, then they're going to have a, a massive revenue stream with people, you know, because once you get a VR game and you're in love with this world and you don't want to go back to flat screen, then you're going to keep buying VR games. And then that's how they they, they make money in the long run. I, as you said, we have some tips to read out, but I think it's interesting. The VR realm in the chat said they also can't charge $70 for games either. That would kill it. Uh, I'm going to have to completely and totally disagree. Uh, if it's a hybrid game, they could. Yeah. Yeah. It's because if you, it's, it's hard to say you can't charge $70 for a game uh, when, if, if it's got the depth and the, 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 you know, the dev time and, and, and the money put into it that a flat screen AAA game that costs $70 would. It's, it obviously blood and truth, you know, you can't charge. $70 for Blood and Truth. You can't charge $70 for Astrobite. You can't charge $70 for a lot of the PSVR 1 games we got. We could, you couldn't even charge $70 for Skyrim or Borderlands because those games were just old, you know, but ported into VR. So I 100% agree that you can't charge $70 for every PSVR 2 game. But if it's a new game built from the ground up for VR that is has the depth and scale and scope and money put into it as a true $70 flat screen game, yeah, you can and you better, right? Because you're going to sell a, a lot fewer copies of that game on PlayStation VR than you would have on a flat screen. And so you need to make your money back somehow. And the price, as long as the price, as long as the price is justified, I say, go for it. You know, we've been for the last five or six years, we've been begging for AAA games. And now you got people out there being like, well, I'm not going to pay for the village patch. If they charge us, how could, how could they possibly charge us for to play village and PSVR two? I've already bought this game. I was like, listen, the only way we're getting AAA games and of course, we don't know what the village, uh, how the, how they're going to try to sell that to us. We don't know the price. We don't know if it's going to be an upgrade charge or or what the deal is. But but if you want AAA games, you have to pay for them somehow, right? And I, and I'm on the side of the consumer. But the fact is, is like there's no other way. There's no other way than for the people putting in the hard the hard work to get then to get paid for it they have to get paid for their work if we want triple a games in vr there's it, there's there's no magical switch that you can flip and go oh here you go your games in vr here's your free patch that that doesn't exist especially if you want them to be vraf we've seen we've seen the description of village on the playstation blog and and all the changes that had to be made so that you can have two hands in the game and so you can you just pick up items instead of pointing at them and clicking them it's they really designed this in a different way than the flat screen game. And we're going to have to pay for that somehow. Uh, hopefully it's not expensive. Hopefully it is just a VR upgrade patch for 10 or 20 bucks or something. But 
we have to pay for it somehow. You did get me thinking oh, as you were talking there, and then Mark Pringlesleaf in the chat said something which I was going to answer, which was he mentioned for pricing. Do you think a hybrid game will cost more than just a standard flat screen game, as well as just a standard VR game? Because you know, for example, Horizon Forbidden West when it came out, um, I could be wrong, but let's say seventy pounds. Oh, let's do um, Returnal seventy pounds on launch, okay, just as a flat screen game. Now, it's different, I think, if Returnal now gets a VR version that gets added on later down the line. But let's just say Returnal hasn't come out yet and they've got a VR component. Do we think that Returnal flat screen is 70 and the VR is 90? Or do we think that VR... Because the other thing I was going to say was, once upon a time, the idea of a game, a campaign, also having a multiplayer component was an extra cost. Because that's a whole other mechanic you've got to work out. You've got to design new levels. You've got to have the infrastructure, the servers. You know, so games would like, you know, are you going to charge extra for a, a multiplayer, a game that has multiplayer on top of single player? No, actually, because having multiplayer keeps players sticking around and it's going to it's gonna be a marketing tool that gets more people to buy the game because they're like, um, hey, do you want to come play FIFA with me or, you know, Call of Duty? Maybe VR is going to have a very similar thing that it's kind of, there's no one's going to go above 70 pounds, but there's going to be a point where as games are developed. And again, the thing I bring up again and again about this hybrid games is hybrid games is not just about the idea of we're having games that are here and that they're going to be in VR. Hybrid games is also Sony's approach to going to developers and saying, you've created this flat screen game. We have the infrastructure and engineer support that can make a VR port easily with the PlayStation 5, so minimal cost. And, and you know, uh, it's still going to cost something, but it's going to be minimal, and it now opens you up to a whole nother audience. Yeah. Um, and people that experience games in VR have a, have a closer emotional attachment to your games because of the nature of the medium. Like, that is a reason that you should do it. Like, that's a reason why you should have multiplayer, because it gets people to stick around playing with their friends. So um, that's sort of my answer to that question, which is, I don't think it will increase the price. Yeah. I think we are going to get to a point where multiplayer, beca- uh, sorry, VR becomes a necessity, a necessity like multiplayer did for games that were once only single player. Yeah, <clears throat> I agree. I and, and I really do hope that developers explore the pricing structure of their games. I really hope that you know it, there's going to be a lot of experimenting. I'm assuming off the bat where sirens on my end. <laughs> there's. Um, we need to get you the t-shirt jesus it's crazy dude um i feel like they're coming for me it's uh i I hope they explore the pricing structure i hope that i hope that we figure out something soon that's that sort of you know whether your game if your game is a 10 or 20 or 30 dollar game uh on the flat screen and then you know they they go in and they make it a hybrid game uh you know then it's a 10 dollar upcharge uh to get the vr patch you know for for games that are 60 70 dollars maybe it's a 15 or 20 dollar you know whatever and then at least you have the option being like oh man 90 dollars for a fucking no that's ridiculous you wait you wait the, the the core game goes on sale for you know for 40 bucks the patch goes on sale for 10 bucks but hopefully we ha- hopefully we are able to explore these options and, and figure out you know what's what's not what doesn't kill the platform right off the bat because that's important like that that psvr2 succeeds uh and also that we're not just fucking robbing the gamers Right. Like it's the last thing anybody wants to feel is like, man, I, I, 
it, it I had to save up for this game for three months because <laughs> it cost a hundred dollars with a VR patch. Like that's just ludicrous. You you, sh- you should not have to you know break the bank to play a game. I know gaming gaming is an expensive hobby, but there, there's got to be there's got to be some middle ground, and, and and hopefully developers will be fair about how much extra work it took them, and and, and charge appropriately because I, I the last thing we want is uh you know ninety dollar VR games. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it was mentioned in the chat how, you know, $70 games today are functionally cheaper than $50 games in 2000. But the thing is, the landscape of gaming is different. Once upon a time, it's the same with movies. You would have these are the only movies that are out right now to see. You know, same with games. There is only a, We have so much selection now, and there is so much competition and so many different experiences. And VR, in my opinion is more of a medium where you tend to dip and dive into like when I play flat screen games, there tends to be just one flat screen game. I play a lot Uh, when it comes to VR, it's because you're in it. Do I want a game that's more sitting down? Is there one, you know, because it's more physically involved. I find it's one that you sort of dip and dive out of. And I think that those considerations do mean that yes, uh, gaming is, is, is arguably cheaper now, but so is the tech that is used to make these games so is the distribution outlets. So much is done digitally now. It's not to take away from the fact that, yes, developers should be working for a, a fair wage. There shouldn't be crunch and all this sort of stuff. But um, I, I do think it's 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 not it's, – it's comparing apples and oranges, I think, with, with the time span. It's it's true. It's true. And I, and I do think that, as you brought up, there's so much – there's so many options that the industry will have to regulate itself because – if, if you don't price your game accordingly, if you don't make it attractive enough to purchase, then no one's going to buy it, right? No matter how much hype is behind it, you're like, wow, you're going to really limit your sales. Uh, and, and of course, for the gamers, the games that don't have enough hype behind them that really want to attract your attention, they're going to have to come in at a lower price point. So I, th- I think it will self-regulate. I don't think this is we're about to get into a situation where everything's out of control. Uh, I think it's, I think it'll be fine. I hope it'll be fine because. Uh, otherwise we're in big trouble but <laughs> but again the people the developers want you to buy their games they want you to buy the the psvr2 upgrades whatever whatever it is uh so hopefully it'll be reasonable uh in miles speaking of reasonable <laughs> we've got so many tips to read off uh, that are uh, i know and a lot of them are likely to uh, spawn a couple uh, conversations so let's go through these tips awesome and thank you what- so much for the tips everyone it really helps the channel you're amazing yeah, I mean, when I when I say that you're literally keeping the channel alive, you're literally keeping the channel alive, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Wally is now a game cat, specifically White Tiger. Real with a Canadian two dollar tip says, "Can you if if you can please do a deep dive on yesterday's trailers?" Okay, so we're at the end of the show, and that would be a whole nother show, uh, which I'm more than willing to do if I can find a co-host who wants to sit there and like you know analyze every single uh, trailer with me. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to do my best to. Rather than just rehashing everything on PSVR this week, uh, just, you know, give you everything you need, point out some things that maybe we didn't see before, uh, and, and, and show off some things in the trailers, uh, and, and go to the PlayStation blog and, and really give you guys the descriptions. Uh, so it's all together in one place. Uh, so hopefully that'll do the trick, but if it's not enough and you really want, you know, some, me and some of the co-hosts to hang out and do a super deep dive on the trailers, let me know. And, uh, I'm more, more than happy to do that. Uh, John Tatum with the $5 tip says, I think we're going... 399 US dollars. Undead Citadel on PSVR 2. Keeping the dream alive, man. I love that. I love that. Uh, Ariane with the 35 cubic zirconias in, in miles. If, if you want to jump in at any point, just, just 
stop me. I uh, says, do you think Beat Saber will come to PSVR 2? What is your best guess for when Sony will yes. talk about PSVR 2 again? And do you think it'll be a dedicated event? Wow, he's, he crammed a lot of questions in. Okay, Beat Saber, PSVR 2? Absolutely. Can I, can I just say about Beat Saber, I've never played it on anything other than PSVR, so to play it with proper tracking, I hear, is going to be a massive shock for me. I think I might actually be an even better player because I've had to mitigate all the, the drift you get. Although what I will say is, at a work event I've got coming up, we're having a, a launch a launch party for this um, uh, th- this online conference we're doing, and we're going to have a VR booth, and one of the games is going to be Beat Saber, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be on the Quest. So that'll be my first experience of feeling it it with proper tracking. So I'm really excited for that with a uh, PSVR two. It's definitely coming across. It's got to be. It's got to be. That, yeah. that that's just a game that. It's kind of ubiquitous, right? It, it, it belongs on every VR platform. Uh, I don't like playing Beat Saber with Quest controllers. They feel light and, and flippy, and the, and the sabers feel really small. It's something I think the whole everything's scaled strangely on the Quest. Um, Everyone says the Move controllers are still the best shape controllers because they feel like light sabers, and unfortunately, we're going to lose that with the um, with the Sense controllers. The, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah, the Move controllers have a good weight to them. It really does feel like you're holding these lightsaber hilts. Yeah, is perfect. Um, and the last part of his question was, do you think it'll be a, oh, when do you, when's your best guess for when Sony will talk about PSVR 2 again? And do you think it'll be a dedicated event? Miles, I think, uh, I, Summer Games Fest, is that, our, is that your guess? I don't, I actually don't think there's going to be PSVR 2 stuff at game, really? Summer Games Fest. I so think, think we're going to, they create, they create, they, cre- they like, open the door this much and then they're going to shut it again for how long? <laughs> it's not that I think they're going to shut it. Look, there, there might be a game that's shown, but like in terms of like Sony giving announcements themselves, I don't think we're going to see anything until the showcase. Um, I think that the window that is open now is for this God of War. They need, I think that's going to be, you know, the Summer Games Fest big thing. They want to get God of War out there. And then I think we're going to move towards the showcase. I mean, September, I hate to say this is going to be here in no time. Um, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I don't think we're going to be getting much until then. I, I, I'm betting. I, I am a pizza betting man, and I would bet a pizza that we see something PSVR 2 at Summer Games Fest. Because uh, just because I don't think you open the door this much and then shut it again. I think I think the, this got the train rolling, and you don't want to derail it this this quickly. Um, Nathan in the chat says maybe they'll show some, something at Gamescom. I think there's going to be PSVR 2 content trickling out kind of nonstop from Sony uh, for the next uh, six, eight months. So I don't, hopefully there'll be some kind of dedicated event eventually, but I I don't think that's the next time we'll see it. I think we'll see it. I think we'll see it at Summer Games Fest, but we'll see. I think, I think if, if we see anything PSVR 2 related, it's going to be third party stuff, but from Sony, I just, I don't think we're going to have anything from Sony specifically until September. Um, all the big first party stuff we're expecting, like, um, you know, GT seven, mm-hmm. I think that's all going to be until, till September. Interesting. We mm. shall see. I can't wait we to shall find see. out. TCMF. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. Official. I wonder what TCMF. Anyway, uh, TCMF Games Official with the Canadian $7 tip says, do you see something happening before the September showcase for PSVR 2? I think we just answered that question. Uh, and obviously this tip was left a long time ago, so you didn't know that we were going to. Um, and uh, and yeah, and so Miles says no. I say yes. 
Donatello, the Science Game Cat with the $5 tip says, Do you guys believe Quest 2 users will switch to PSVR 2? Oh, such a loaded question, Donnie. And live on the show, uh, I assume having a PS5 will be a big factor. Miles, why don't you answer this I've question already... first so I can get my thoughts in order? I've seen a lot of conversations with people that are massive Quest users who've said, actually, PSVR 2 could be the actual first proper VR gaming system. Yeah. Um, and that they can't wait to jump onto PSVR 2. I think it's going to be a massive... Um, I, Sony knows this. I think this is going to be a massive leaping point for a lot of, of gamers. I, 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 think that, I think there are Quest users out there who it wouldn't matter what PSVR 2 was doing. It didn't wouldn't matter how amazing yesterday's showcase was or not was. Yesterday we could have seen 200 PlayStation VR 2 games and all be AAA and all like just fucking knock your socks off. And there are quest users out there who would refuse to acknowledge that it, this is this is important and that this is big in the VR world. Uh, and so that's always going to be a thing, you know, and, and and I think that's when you start using the term fanboy, right? When you're just like, well, this fan, like, a fanboy is like just not going to see both sides of the argument. And so, so no, not all Quest Two users are going to jump over to PSVR two, uh, and but I do think that if you're if you're enthusiastic about VR and you love VR and you can't wait to see the the first generational leap forward, uh, in six that we haven't had one in six years, um. Then, then you're very excited about this. And so, obviously, a lot of people who jump ship to Quest 2 waiting for PlayStation VR 2, because, for again, for a very long time, Sony said nothing about PSVR 2. We didn't even know it was coming. They wouldn't confirm anything. Uh, and so a lot of people get sick of Sony silence and jump ship and say, well, I'm going to go play these games over here on Quest 2 because that's, you know, that's the popular thing right now. I think a lot of those people will be coming back. I think a lot of those people will be saying, PSVR 2 looks amazing and I love VR, so obviously I'm going to get it. Why not? How has Sony been successful with its consoles? It's by having top tier exclusive games on their platform that they've developed and invested in themselves. Games. That's exactly what's going to happen with PSVR 2 with the hybrid stuff. If their first party studios, Naughty Dog, um, Guerrilla Games, uh, Santa Monica Studios, all start doing VR games, how are people not going to like, I think there's a lot of quest users that are just more casual VR people. And that's totally cool. Like they want to just put it on, play a bit of beat saber and that's it. Maybe VR chat, but actual gamers, PC gamers, they will, they will, they will jump across our, our third host of the day, Nathy, uh, in the chat. If <laughs> we swear, it's not just because it's you, Nathy, although we do love you. Um, uh, he says meta is aiming for the casual gamer PlayStation for the hardcore gamer. Yeah. Super cool video, bro, with the $10 tip says, so thankful for this channel. We're so thankful for you, super cool video, bro, and your awesome screen name. Uh, I don't have anyone to share my excitement with, but my fiance, who doesn't game. (laughs) I don't, I've got the same problem. Uh, The only person I talk to outside of this community about VR is, is my ex, and yeah. Not a, not certainly not a VR gamer. I didn't expect to be more excited for Horizon than RE8. Still hope for Metal Gear Solid and Modern Warfare 2. Peace. I, I don't think I expected to be more excited for Horizon than uh, Village as well. But that that was just a mind-blowing trailer. So, 
Um, Can I just say that I know there are some people waiting around. We 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 will be getting to this little announcement in a, in a very 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 shortly. We just seven, go through the rest of the seven hours from now. When the sh- before the uh, show seven ends. hours from now, we have <laughs> just hit two hundred and nine likes, and there are two hundred and seventy people watching. So it's amazing. So if you just joined, hello, hit that like button. We love you. Yeah. What's the next tip, Brian? <laughs> Dark Angel three with the six fifty says state of play was like Jay Leno hawking Doritos. Crunch all you want. We'll make more. There, I think there's at least two references in that that I don't understand at all. Um, yeah, but thank like, you, Dark Angel. We appreciate some you so American much. thing. And then finally, Dead Ringer with the two dollar tip says, "Own all of the VR headsets. Don't buy high priced phones." Okay. Whoops. Whoops. I I, I only buy a high priced phone once every six years, and I run. Well, that's the same with me. Yeah, like I, I upgraded my iPhone seven to an iPhone thirteen Pro. And, uh, you know, that's lasted me five years. And even though it was like $1,000, when you think of all the stuff you get on a phone, you get a 4K camera, which is better than my 400-pound camera that I use for video normally. Uh, It comes with, you know, uh, a GPS system. It comes with, like, just all the different things that you would normally pay so much money for individually. The fact it's there for five years, you know, it's, it's a complete bargain. <clears throat> Sorry, I just said something. And the words didn't come out. I was like, yeah, I was, okay. try again, try again. <clears throat> uh, anyway, so uh, so yeah, so I think. Oh, I think that was the end of the tips. I think that was the end of the tips. Uh, d- d- let me just double check, make sure we didn't miss anything important. Unless any game cats want to tip a bit more. Yeah, any more tips? <laughs> Stop it. No, they've they have definitely uh, held their own today. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, Miles, I think it's time, I think it's part of the show. We've finally the payoff, the long. The 130 like payoff. Uh, we we need to tell these cats what you've been working on. Do we? Do we? Or should we renege on the promise? I don't know. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm just sending a super chat. One second. Who are you sending? Really a, important. You're not sending a super chat to me, are you? That doesn't so make any there sense. There we go. There we go. I've just done it. Just done it. There we go. Uh, oh, it's asking me to buy it again. I'm not buying it again. There we what? go. Oh, Miles Dyer in the chat with the two quid says, one more. One more. There you go. One more. How about that? And feel free to follow up with two more, three more. Anyone else? Uh, Yeah, cool. Let's chat about this. So um, I have always been a huge fan of Rec Room. However, Rec Room does have its issues. And speaking in Discord with a lot of game cats, one of the most common things is, it's full of screaming kids. Now, there's these junior accounts. I thought they actually got put on separate servers. Turns out they don't. Um, but Rec Room is so diverse. You can do paintballing. You can do laser tag. You can do battle royale. You can do uh, charades. You can do uh, rock climbing. I'm sorry, you can do I'm sorry. Ninja- what, what's a charade? Charades is like, you know, where you have to draw and then guess what it is. Oh, no, normally you would do like, it's a movie. Sounds like. Sounds like two syllables. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that sort of stuff for all the Americans. Charades, yeah. Sorry, charades, charades. I was just being a dick. I apologize. Jack Blasphemy, the abbreviated Dreams Cat with a two dollar tip in the chat says two more. I would love to see if this becomes a chain. What have you done? Uh, one more. There we go. Can we? How many? Can we get three more? Four more? (laughs) Let's just see how high we can get this. Let Let's make Brian work for it. (laughs) John Tatum with a two (laughs) dollar tip in the chat says one more hour. 
So, there are 256 people watching right now. It would be remarkable if every single one of you got involved. I don't know if the Rec Room servers could deal with this. But basically, a couple of weeks ago, I thought, what if I created a social space that game cats could go to because on on rec room your hq is your dorm room which is tiny i'm sorry or you have that main rec second your hq yeah an hq would be good yeah (laughs) okay i'm I'm sorry i'll stop i'll stop commenting on your accent (laughs) it's all right it's right that's why i'm on the show for novelty i'm the novelty i'm like the the amorphous game cat with the two euro says two question mark there we go. There we go. Let's keep this going. Um, <laughs> um, and so I thought, yeah, why not create a space that we have for ourselves? And so on Rec Room the past couple of weeks, I tried the creator mode and I was quite blown away with all the functionality, but it was a lot to learn. Uh, and so I've created a Rec Room that's called PSVR without parole. And I think Brian's probably going to queue up some video now. He's right here. Who, here's, here's the who took, who had a, a walk around earlier. Uh, this got published just before we went live. And so as soon as this show is over, we are going to go and meet there next. Um, there is a climbing wall using PlayStation uh, buttons. Uh, there's a lot of references to PSVR titles. Uh, there's a DJ uh, desk that plays the theme tunes to all the main PSVR without parole shows. So reviews, games cast, it's awesome. Uh, there's a stage, there's even a PSVR uh, move controllers and headset you can wear. There's a lot more that we won't go into now. Um, so yeah, we're going to meet there straight after this show. You're all invited. If you're wondering how to uh, join it, um, the best way is just searching PSVR without parole uh, or searching uh, my username on Rec Room and subscribing, uh, which is just Miles Dyer, M-Y-L-E-S-D-Y-E-R. But I just want to give a huge shout-out because it wasn't just me who did this. Um, I did build a lot of the room, and I, I, man- I was quite surprised how much I did myself. But when it came to, like, ink, which is the currency of how many things you can build, um, Creeper Betty, who I believe is in the chat, who has done amazing stuff with the VR chat show, um, got involved and brought in so many great assets uh, that are on the walls, logos from VR games and that. She has been absolutely fantastic, really, really supportive, and I want to send lots of love to her. Uh, and secondly, I also want to say a huge thanks to someone who um, I saw his tutorials on YouTube. I dropped him a line on Instagram, and he actually, on his Sunday morning, came on uh, to help out and was just absolutely amazing. And that is the RCL man, he is called. And actually, Brian, there is a, an image uh, that I sent you. I don't know if you could put it on the screen now. Um, but this actually shows you, for the buttons to work behind the DJ <laughs> desk that plays all the PSVR without parole songs, they have to be wired. It has to be triggered so that when you play one song, it stops the other. All that wiring you can see on that photo is phenomenal. And he just did it. Um, he, he, he actually got up seven in the morning. I think he's based in South Carolina, uh, on a Sunday morning. Um, you know, he didn't really know me, but I explained what we were trying to do. And that kind of community is just incredible that people are willing to help out. So yeah, if you normally don't enjoy the noisy screaming kicks of rec room, 
uh, enjoy the, 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 the high pitched screaming world of Miles and Brian. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, as soon as this show is over, uh, we're going to log on and, uh, we'll just chat, hang out, dance to music. Um, and then I found some really cool, um, games that we can go into private servers for, uh, to enjoy ourselves. So yeah, if you've never played Rec Room before, download it. It's free. And I think it is an underrated game, which might be a controversial thing to say, but I think that it's, it's, it's very easy, easy to overlook free games, but the diversity of things you can do in Rec Room is phenomenal. Um, Brian, what are your thoughts on Rec Room and obviously your experience earlier today? I mean, okay. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. Rec Room is, is underrated by adults, I think, right? Because it's, it's super easy to be turned off and be like, oh my God, there's so many kids, I can't handle this. Um, and, and so, you know, learning how to do, uh, le- learning how to sort of mitigate that is a process all in itself. And then finding a community that you want to hang out with there is, is different. So I, I totally, I'm with you. Uh, and, and Rec Room is I, I I have not appreciated it the way that I should uh, because they are constantly doing updates. The last time I really jumped in was for Rec Rally, which I was like I had a blast with, but uh, but but then that was it. Like that was the only time I played Rec Room, probably that year, uh, and because I hadn't spent a lot of time with it since. Uh... <coughs> Excuse me. What's the um Rec Royale? It was the uh, it was the amazing battle royale uh you know map that they created it's glitched at the moment annoyingly which i'm so annoyed on on playstation if you go in it the screen is completely white and you have to restart the game oh no way yeah i want them to fix it because i'm I'm same as you it's amazing it's really good yeah and then and then today uh obviously i went in to capture this footage to check out the room uh so so we could show it off in the games cast and then uh, and, and Creeper Betty was there. Also, she's in the chat. Hello. Uh, and it was so good to see Betty again because she had uh, guest hosted on an episode of Why We Love back in the day and uh, in a Patreon episode. And it's so good connecting with old friends, which I think is sort of like what Rec Room is, is you know, part of part of its charm. Be like, oh, I can go hang out with my friend who I haven't seen in a long time. And then but then uh, Betty took us on a tour of some of the things that she had done. Uh, you had already seen it, but I, I hadn't seen these. Uh, because she's she does the the, scena- uh, the the scenery for the VR chat show, and so we saw uh, what they had created for, or you know, she uh, leads the team on this. So she, a lot of it comes from her. Um, what she had created for Song in the Smoke, what she had created for Wanderer, uh, Saints and Sinners, and just I mean, just kind of mind blowing the sort of stuff you can create uh, in Rec Room. I, I mean, Wanderer specifically. If, if you guys can get, if you guys can get uh, Betty to take you on a tour and show you, if you've ever played Wanderer, especially if you've beaten it and seen most of the locations, it's just mind blowing. There were so many locations that, like, I, like I told Betty, it felt like. I mean, it, it brought back so many memories, like just because so much of so much of the world and so much of the locations were lovingly recreated, like painstakingly recreated. And I was like, oh, this is where I used to keep all of my, uh, you know, all of all of my shards or whatever the hell they were called, the things that like allowed you to jump from place to place. Oh, and this is where I I, I kept all of my, you know, my, this is where I kept my RC vehicle, and this is where I did this, and this is where I did that, and and like it looked enough like it in Rec Room to be. To to remind me of like feelings and thoughts and in, in, in the game the game I was playing you know on uh on, on PS on PSVR proper so 
I hope I hope Betty's able to give a lot of people tours uh, of of the stuff that she's created because if you don't know how creative you can get in Rec Room, she's an amazing example of of that. Uh, and of course, Miles, not not to leave you out of the conversation, checking out the room you created for for the, for all the cats to hang out in the the, the official PSVR without parole room was also awesome. Uh, the, having the big ball pit or in in the climbing wall and just walking around seeing all the different stuff that was there, uh, the the music that was playing in the background, which was you know again all music from this channel, it was. It was awesome. And so, yeah, Rec Room doesn't get enough love, I'm sure, uh, because cause I play tons of PSVR stuff, and I don't give it enough love. And so there's got to be a lot of people out there like me. Um, is there a room yeah. code that you are aware of for the room you created, Miles? Because Nathan was in the Yeah, chat. so I, I, did, I did put it in the chat. So it is the um, – what is the um, the upward arrow head uh, character called that they use? But it is just – I put it in the chat again now, but it is just PSVR. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's it. Yeah, PSVR without parole. It it is just that. Um, But again, Miles Dyer is my rec room and you can subscribe. But just make sure you favorite the room. But the other feature in this room that I would say is there is a donation wall. And actually, this is what inspired me to make the room in the first place, other than having a, a place that we could hang out, which is there's a lot of us that use rec room and perhaps play it from time to time, uh, but, you know, aren't really fussed about, you know, building a character or spending tokens. Um, but there's a donations wall now with cat paws, and there's a bronze one, a silver one, a gold one, and a platinum one. And when you pick one, it will cost a certain amount of tokens, depending which one you pick. And all you do is you buy it, and it donates that money to the room, which currently will go to me. I'm going to be applying for a partnership um scheme with 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 rec room i've paid for the like ten dollar a month rec room plus that allows me to collate tokens and my hope is that you know if this starts taking off and we're like you know what every week we do want to hang out in rec room and do paintballing or something like that we go paintballing we all get tokens for playing those games and then we go back to the hq and then we can just put all our tokens into the room and we create a pot of tokens and what happens is that can then be translated into real money which if i can get a partnership with rec room i can then transfer to brian and it can be maybe a really small but another way of funding this channel um because you know i just feel like if there are you know 200 game cats that play rec room and everyone has a thousand tokens each that can be some significant money that can all make the difference because every small amount that you donate, whether it's through Patreon or Super Chat or Discord Nitro, it all makes a huge difference. So, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Emily Baxter says, so it's a scheme? <laughs> it is a scheme. It yeah. is a scheme. No. We, 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 like, never, never, like, you know, you guys come to the show. We never expect you to, to give us money. Please come hang out in the rec room, uh, you know, uh, without parole headquarters. We do not expect you to give us money. Like, that. that is not... That's not the point of this. You guys know it's all about community, uh, and, uh, and and money is always secondary. We'll always keep this thing running, whether there's money to do so or not. Yeah, uh, we thank you very. That's much. That's what so. that's that's why it's called donations. There's no obligation because you you know what you might want to spend those tokens on buying your character a nice costume. That is totally fine, but it's just there for people that don't normally spend tokens, and instead of it sitting in their account. They can invest it, and it, it's just another way of helping the channel, and, and that's what came to mind. So I can't wait to hang out with you all in there afterwards. I think that the, the capacity is 20 per room, so if that gets filled up quickly, that would be quite something. And I can't wait to see who's the first person to get to the top of the climbing wall. 
Um, good luck. Maybe there's something up there. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? No one knows. No one knows. Miles, I'm going to ask you this uh, because I got some tips to read out here. Uh, I just want to make sure that you have a, a 20 questions game picked out before I read these tips. Oh, am I picking out? I swear it was your turn to pick out, but I can pick out something. Is it? My it turn? is your turn, but I, I can pick something out. All right. Well, this 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 will be good. If you if you pick out a game, uh, and then uh, and then I can funnel the que- I'm going to funnel the ch- questions from the chat, uh, and and we're going to give them six minutes unlimited questions to guess it. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Looper the Underground okay. Game Cat with the five euro says five more. Emily Baxter the Cartoony Witch Game Cat kitten with the two dollar tip says, "Is the weekend over now? No more." Mark Pringles Leaf with the two year, uh, quid says, "Keep this going or keeping this going." Et.2k9.now with the five dollar tip says, "Hats off to all the folks that created that room. There needs to be more coverage. Maybe time lapse videos every time a chat show room is made." Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, Genetic Blast Me, the abbreviated Dreams Cat, uh, sent us a smiley face with money sign, uh, dollar signs in the eyes with a dollar tip. Uh, and I think that gets us caught up. Miles, have you yep. chosen a game? I have, I okay. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All so right, here, let's go with this guys, one. Here's how this works, okay? I don't, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off your questions. Uh, you've only got six minutes to get it right. Work together. If you ask repeat questions, we're just wasting everybody's time. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I, I will avoid the questions like, like, is it on sale? That kind of thing. Because we just we don't want people just like going down the sale list and answering and answering with every single question uh, or every single game that's possibly on sale, right? So, uh, you know, I'm gonna I am gonna count the questions to see because you guys get I think I think you've done it in thirty before. Uh, Wally is now a GameCat specifically a White Tiger with the Canadian two dollar tip says it can be accessed anytime, any day. The room, the yeah, room? the room is public, so you, yeah, so add it, subscribe to it, I think, or add it to your favorites, and it's available. So yeah, this is not a room that is like we're going to open it now. It's there for everyone to use whenever they want. So if you want to meet up with some friends, meet up there. Um, it's Very great. Cool. Very cool. All right, here we go. Let's do this. Let me get let me get put the six minutes up on the clock. The clock upon the counter the way that Jeremy likes it. Oh, and OBS decided to make me wait. It's as if OBS doesn't realize what we're doing here when it's actually in the name of the software itself. Okay, here we go. We'll get the minute clock, six minute clock. Here we go and go. Um, Looking for the first question. Does it have 3D rudder support? Are you kidding me? That's the first question. No, it doesn't. Okay. One. Uh, Roy Schwartz, does it have full locomotion? Yes. Two. Two. Um, uh, Roy Schwartz asks, is it first person? Yes, three. Uh, is it the guy VR? No, uh, four. Okay. Um, this is why we can't have nice things. Does it have good physics? Asked ET.2K9 now. Define good physics. Accurate like, Is there gravity? Accurate. Yeah, yeah, I'll say that. I'll say there's decent physics. That's five. All right. Um, Do you control a vehicle, RC or otherwise? That's time to play. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. At at some points, you can. Yeah. Okay. Mark Pringles says, "Is it a puzzle game?" Um, 
No, but there can be puzzle elements. Okay. Is it is it based on a popular IP? No. Okay. That's eight. Um, is it a horror game, a serial killer? Uh, no, it's not. But there, there, again, there, there can be there can be horror elements in it. Ian Marsh, I'm not answer, I'm not asking that question because that's exactly the kind of thing that we don't want to do here. <laughs> Does it begin with an A? No, we're not answering that. Um, God damn, my my everything's scrolling too fast. Can you fly in the game, as Dan Kiefer? Um, you can in in, in moments. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ten. Is, is it cartoony, as PPO? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's cartoony. That's eleven. Uh, is there magic? Asked AS65. Magic, as in, like, you can use magical powers? Let's go with that, yeah. Uh, again, not exclusively, but there are moments that you could perhaps use magical powers, yeah. Okay. That's Be- 12. Baron says, is it big budget? Oh, man. What? I, I, don't, I don't even know how to answer that. Um, uh, is, it, is, it, is it an indie game? Would you consider it an indie game? No, no. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of money has gone behind this game. That's what okay. I'll say. Okay. Um, uh, all your history says, is it shit? <laughs> um, I don't think so, but some people think it's shit. So, Pauline. Okay. Braxbro says, oh, 15. Are, are there falling blocks? Are there what? Falling blocks. Like Tetris would have falling blocks. Uh, n- no, no. Okay. Did it come out in the first 15. two years of PSVR 1's life cycle? Lifespan. So that would be October 2016 to October uh, 2018. Uh, yes. Okay. 16. Um, is it sci-fi? Asked Looper the GameCat. Uh, it's not sci-fi, but there, there might be sci-fi elements. Okay. Does it have a story? Asked Looper. No. No, do no, you, no. Do you shoot? Asks AS sixty-five. Oh, uh, you can shoot in it. Yes. Okay. Nineteen. Ha, ha, Janae Blasphemy asks, "Has it ever been in a top twenty list, like a place uh, without parole?" I know that's a tough one. If you haven't, I, don't have it all memorized. I, I don't. If it had, it had been many years ago. Um, but if it helps, because that's a shit answer, um, it would be in my top twenty. Nice. Uh, John that's Tatum, nineteen. John Tatum asks, "Does it have aim support?" Uh, it doesn't, and I'm going to give you one more question because I'm not going to accept the rudder one. Okay. As a question. Uh, it does have aim support, you said. It doesn't have aim support. does no. not. Is it a launch title, asked Braxbro? Um, when, when did... When did uh, October 2016. Oh, it, I, I think it would have been available at launch, yeah. Okay. Um, st- is it story-driven, asked Shapeshifter? No. Uh, okay, I, I, we're at we're at twenty now, but um, yeah, yeah we'll up, give, we're just we're just seeing if we can ha- if they can beat it in six yeah. minutes. Uh, All right, let's do that. Yeah, serial killer asks, is it a simulation game? N- no. Okay. Uh, Looper asks, are there other PSVR games by the same developer? Um, no. No. Uh, Scott Jessica 23. says, does it have dinosaurs, robots, or zombies in it? Any of the three? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. All right. All of them. Uh, Serial Killer says, is it Rec Room? Yeah, it is Rec Room. What? <laughs> <laughs> How the hell did you guys figure it out from that? That's amazing. 
That is amazing. Okay. And the room <laughs> trailer. There we go. Nice. Easy for you to queue up with the video. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Good job, you guys. You actually worked together. That was uh I need to find I need to find a better way to keep the uh to keep the chat window uh from, from going all crazy on me. But good job you guys. That was amazing. Uh and I, I don't know. I, I say I say we get out of here and we and we go hang out in rec room. Is that what you want to do, Miles? That's what I want to do. Yeah, for sure. So, so at the moment, it's 20 to the hour. So we shall say meet there at 10 to the hour, so 10 minutes. Um, that gives us enough time. So, But I can't wait to see you there. There's lots of really fun uh, VR experiences, and we can just hang out, chill, and then do whatever. I'm going to be staying up late tonight because it's uh, almost 1 in the morning here, but I'm not missing this for the world. <laughs> nice guys thank you so much for everybody who hung out with us and uh and shot the shit and had a good time and talked about that yesterday's state of play uh and what sony's going to do moving forward i think that's what we talked about i'm not sure if that's what we talked about or not it doesn't matter um but th- yeah thank you guys uh, thank you to jamie out who ups- uploads this thing to uh podcast services of your choice thank you to everybody uh i keep i keep forgetting how to end the show uh sci-fi game cat henry does all the timestamps. all the moderators who make my job n- so easy not just here but over on paid um discord that's that's where we hang out remember to click the link in the description if you want to hang out on discord join us over there um thank you to all everyone who hung out thank you to all the patreon supporters thank you everybody who donated thank you everybody who sat back watch the show didn't say a goddamn word we know you're out there and we love you we do indeed much. bye everyone. we love you have a good night well i'll see you in 10 minutes <laughs>